0: A northerner from Huddersfield.
1: A Londoner from London.
0: (laughs) That's chuffing obvious, I'm Nat Richards.
1: And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined...
0: Come off it, we're just two Brits in Oz, having a laugh, talking all things UK news.
1: This is Aussie POMCAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of Aussie POMCAST. This week, we're going to do a little bit different. Normally, we end with a bit of sport, but we've got to flip the script this week. Turn it yeah. all around. We've got to start with the biggest news story of the week.
0: Massive lionesses! What a bunch of legends! Front page of the Daily Express. It's home.
1: Front front page of every paper, yes. and for more than one day, which is great. Like as in consecutive days, it's it's got so much coverage, which is great. Yeah. And given that it's the biggest crowd that's ever attended a Euros game, full stop. Like it's.
0: Eighty seven thousand one hundred and ninety two people. That is massive. Exactly. It's our first That's massive.
1: Ever Euros win as a footballing nation, like it's just such a big story and I'm so glad it's getting the prominence and it's getting the attention that it deserves.
0: Yeah. How many times as POMs in this office do we talk about it's coming home, it's coming home, everybody laughs at us. This time we didn't say Come it home. this time. We, do, we stay quiet this time, all this. It's
1: only because I assumed we'd lose on penalties yeah. at some point. because
0: we're just so used to getting ridiculed. <laughs> that is fantastic. Great headline to see. Absolutely brilliant. There's some absolutely amazing footage going around. um we, We've got to talk about the
1: goal, though, right? Oh, but both goals. Are, like, the first goal, unbelievable. Like, the, the, honestly, the pass and then the chip finish for Ella Toon, who scored the goal, unbelievable finish. Like, it's such a remarkable goal. And then, obviously, it goes to extra time and like all England fans, you're just you're suspecting the worst. It's, it's, it's yeah. against Germany. It's in a final. You suspect you're going to go to penalties you're going to lose. But up up pops Chloe Kelly, gets a, a goal with 10 minutes to spare in extra time. Unbelievable.
0: What a moment. Scenes. Absolute scenes. <laughs> and it's fantastic. And I think it's really good to see as well that, um, you know, we're, we're talking about women's sport. Now this net gets barely any prominence and people say it's rubbish, boring, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not as good as the men's game. I'm sorry. I'm not having that again. Right. Uh, there's so many people, an entire, it, done. An entire nation got behind the lionesses. Yeah. Even my mum, who hates football, <laughs> right, said to me that she's not going to be busy tonight because she's watching the football. Everybody was into it. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, I mean, the last time it came home, so to speak, yep. you know, in 1966, women couldn't even play professional yeah.
1: football. Oh, no, no. So look, well, look how I far could we've barely come. play football at all. I think between like 1920 and nearly 1970, basically wasn't allowed really they weren't allowed to ticket it basically but
0: I wasn't around but can't imagine I I,
1: I wasn't around in 1920 either just FYI (laughs) just in case you (laughs) thought I was I was there Um, but yeah like to think how little emphasis and money and attention and grassroots effort has gone into football in this in in England for women like in the last however many years to then be European champions is such an amazing like and such an inspirational thing and like you can only imagine that this, what this leads on to now. Like, hopefully, mm. you know, World Cup, obviously, next year. But no, further on from that, you know, what this means for the next generation of young female footballers, basically. Yeah, so come huge.
0: on, because you've got some keeping up to do yeah. here. You've got some standard has been set by the, the ladies. Absolutely fantastic. And good to see, you know what, off the field as well. I mm. mean, I don't know any of them personally. I'm not going to claim I do. But they don't seem like absolute divas. I mean, you know, right. like when you get with, like, you know how you get with EPL footballers, right? Yeah. yeah. They're all a bit... They're all knobs, <laughs> right? A lot of them are absolute knobs. <laughs> Two hundred and
1: fifty grand of wheat will do that, to right? But
0: these, these lot are so down to earth. I, mm. Actually, seem like just ordinary, you know. Very to be grounded human beings. I hope it stays that way because they're going to make a shit ton of money now. Well, I, I, I don't know. Sponsorships—it's saw... all coming at them now. Obviously,
1: everybody wanted to talk to Chloe Kelly after the game, and when she mm. scored the winner, and then they kind of interviewed her, she took the she took the microphone and ran away with it and sang "Sweet Caroline" with the crowd. Like Absolutely. they are very yes. grounded, like women. I think they're they're obviously not going to. It, it just because it doesn't have the money and it doesn't have the culture that men's does, which is good. It's nice yes. to see that. It's, it's actually, refreshing. Yeah, it it's is.
0: about time. I hope that lasts. Um, we've seen some footage as well of uh, people dancing in the streets. Everybody's singing Sweet Caroline.
1: And it's coming it's, home.
0: Yeah. And, well, well it's, it's home.
1: It is home. Yeah. It's home. It's come what home. do we sing now? I actually saw that David Bedill, obviously, for anybody that doesn't know, he's one of the songwriters and one of the people behind that song, um, has said he's happy for it to be retired now. That's it. Yeah, call it a day. I'm, like, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't get to have that say on. I, <laughs> I think, know, but it's, it's a the nice, only song every a, British person knows when a the world nice comes, comes it's around. It's a nice <laughs> it sentiment is. that we it don't is. need
1: to say it's coming home anymore because it's home.
0: On your David Padilla, yep. what a edgy is as well. And you know what? There was even a bit of a royal flavour in this no, as well. T- yes.
1: Trust you. Know you. Me, Trust Charles you. Uh yeah, a exactly, royal reference exactly. in there.
0: Uh, William and Princess Charlie. And they gave a message out to the Lionesses before the game. Yes, yeah, so very cute. Isn't yeah. she? I mean, she doesn't say much, but she's no, very, very cute. And it was lovely to see as well. Um, they're very much a sporting family. It was really good to see as well on their Instagram page. They just went mental about the whole like, Lionesses mm. thing fantastic and they're massively sporting family as mm-hmm. we know so they've been at the commonwealth games as well yep. very recently so we had charlotte there uh pulling faces in the crowd just like prince Willie. yeah i know anyone would think they were brother and sister or kids
1: yeah. yeah either of those things
0: yeah. <laughs> very cute and well, she seemed thrilled to be part of the commonwealth games in birmingham she's watching the swimming mm-hmm. she's with kate and wills uh the wessexers were there you know, sophie edward the kids but you know that they're not as
1: yeah. But they're all just doing their traditional things and they're doing their normal stuff, right? I was much more interested to see the thing that's gone viral on TikTok with um, William and Kate. So I don't even yeah, know the difference they're between trash bag
0: days, yeah. They're trash bag days. So William and Kate during their night clubbing days—that is just appalling, isn't it? It's so not
1: appalling. It's, it's, it's any 20, it's any twenty-six-year-old that's ever gone out, basically. yeah, but normal
0: kind of appalling. And you know, any any um, anyone who says that Prince Harry is the only party prince. Take a look, right? Yeah, uh, Case yeah, in point. I
1: mean, it's a little bit different. He's
0: <laughs> a bit of a nerd. <laughs> William drunk, looks like it? he's
1: had one, like one or two glasses of champagne. <laughs> yes. Harry not got naked off. in LA, <laughs> like, not, not wearing
0: quite... a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, Nazi exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. But there's some difference. But um, no, look, I think. I know everybody's talking about it in, in that kind of context, but it's just actually, for me, it's quite nice to just see them being normal and yes, doing normal stuff. Yes, a long
0: time ago. However, I know, This I know. was when they were still dating and well before um, Kate was a working member of the royal family and all that jazz. But this video surfaced on TikTok. It just shows like a photo montage yeah. of them.
1: It's like 20 seconds long. Getting but drunk
0: it's... into taxis. Oh, it's just days. It's yeah. so good to see. So good to see that they're not always perfect. Uh, however, Kate... Maybe a slip-up in some people's eyes this week. Right. She wore shock horror shorts. Uh, what?
1: Who's, what? Who says that's a slip-up? <laughs> so
0: this is the thing. So, Megan got in trouble for this, right? At the time, Megan's worn shorts a lot of the time. She's a California girl. She wears shorts to a lot of polo games and whatnot. She wore them well, she was a working royal as well and pre-royal life, right? I know shorts shouldn't be a big deal, but... But it is because they're royals, right? And royals don't so, show... You're going to have
1: to give me some like, context showing here. Showing your knees like, off. Oh. You can't wear shorts knees. when you're you can't a royals. Be a... No.
0: Knees <laughs> forbidden.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah, vulgar. Wow.
0: So Kate's worn shorts this week. Massive deal. Um... Not really, but everybody seems to think it is. I think where wever be, We and you know what? For yeah. once, for shorts, once. shorts are fine. Let Megan be as well. If they want to wear shorts, it's been body art in Britain, right? Can you imagine
1: getting in forty degrees and someone saying you're not wearing, you can't wear those out.
0: I mean, the irony, right? Like, knees got, are out. Kids have to wear shorts. Little boys have to wear shorts all time of, of the year.
1: I'm, I, presumably, it's the same for the men, right? right? They still got to wear their top hats and monocles and their ceremonial sword. It's or absolutely whatever. ridiculous. And I that, think I, this.
0: I mean, look, I'm all for tradition, but I think get rid of the shorts thing. Right. Well,
1: of course. Yep. It's so one of anyway, the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life.
0: making headlines over shots. That's another big one this week. Another thing to come out of the royals this week is obviously that book that we've been talking about. We've yep. given Tom Bauer way too many plugs on this podcast.
1: You have. I mean, um, you talk about I it almost know, exclusively. I am but. so
0: getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is a this is a very anti-Meghan and Harry book that seems to... Um, have that sort of flavour to it.
1: What Um, what makes you think it's anti-Harry and Meghan? Is it the subtitle Meghan, Meghan, Harry and the war between the (laughs) Windsor? It's a subtle title. It's called Revenge. The
0: fact that they look like something off Dynasty on the front cover. I know. Wow. Um, Look, uh, Tom Bauer says that it's been very hard to find people who spoke about Meghan and Harry in a positive light, which is... Pretty damning. Yeah, um, but it might
1: be. It,
0: <laughs> it might be only targeting those people.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. It might might give you an insight into the sort of sources that he has. I don't know. Like maybe the people that are close to him don't want close to them don't want to talk to him. Well,
0: maybe if they, they were real mates, they probably won't be speaking to the press anyway, exactly. would they? Yeah. So, um, but we all know about their feelings about that. Looking at you, Thomas Markle. So, um, well, I mean, he said that the what people said that um, Meghan's painting herself as a victim. That's not true. Um, you can imagine though when you're saying that sort of stuff about a member of the royal family that is going to go off they've got a lot of money behind them right mm. they've got lawyers behind them what's going to happen from this and there's talk now that Meghan's been advised not to pursue legal action over this
1: over the book you're talking about, yeah, yeah because
0: they've done it they've done it for everything else like they've mm. tried they've stood the press and all the rest of it you know they're very trigger happy with this sort of thing i think
1: i mean they've, they've won some
0: yes <laughs> yeah <they are. laughs> <laughs> rightly or wrongly. Yeah. they have. Um, well, no, so- the
1: law says rightly, yeah.
0: All right, shush. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's, uh, she's been advised not to pursue ego action. I think it's a wise move. I think just don't acknowledge it right just just for once i think megan and harry just need to keep stum and just let this play out because they've got their own book coming out next yep. year right harry's memoirs are coming out chance for them to set the record yeah, but straight i don't in think tom
1: bowers getting a mention in harry's autobiography to be you honest reckon? Yeah, exactly. i reckon a
0: lot of people will read it i mean we've given it so many pugs on this you show.
1: have but like <laughs> yeah i don't know they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't so if they come out and they try and sue because it's defamatory or they're saying something that isn't true then they're going to be these whingers that want the limelight and a you know and if they don't do anything, then it must be true. Like, I don't think they've never Complain,
0: never explained. Those are the rules in the royal family.
1: They're not working royals anymore. She can wear as many shorts as she wants and she can sue who she likes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Um, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think we have to talk about a, a very sad yeah. legal case here. Um, Archie Battersby, it's a young 12-year-old boy, an incredibly sad story. Um, he was he's had brain damage basically from what his mum believes might have been um, him TikTok taking part in a yeah. TikTok challenge uh, called the blackout challenge which is awful um, I'm not going to go into detail yeah. about what that's about but basically th- that's resulted in him being in, on life support for a very long time and um, his family have been desperately trying to keep him alive however um, it's looking like as we record this yeah. right now it's looking like his life support is going to be switched off very shortly um, I, I mean, York, do you, do you want to explain to people here what, what this means?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, obviously it's a sad story and, and, and one that I think we should touch on just because it's, it's worth talking about. Um, but he's a 12-year-old boy. He's been in a coma since April. Um, he's been on life support. He's very, very unlikely to ever gain normal life function he's probably if he
0: is the medical professionals are saying he's only the ventilator is the only thing keeping him alive yeah. he's medically brain dead yeah,
1: yeah and so unfortunately the there's a very emotional side which is not, like and it's quite a sad thing to talk about but no parent would ever want to make that decision it's a pretty hard thing to
0: no. talk about but what do you do if the parents don't want to say goodbye are they not one maybe not mentally prepared yeah. to say goodbye or secondly don't actually believe them and actually have a firm belief that we're able to be keeping that little yeah. boy alive at all costs. Where, who draws the line here? Well, and the, that's the problem, isn't And so it?
1: the other side is the pragmatic and logistic and financial side of it, unfortunately, which is how long does the NHS pay to keep someone alive that is never going to regain function, that is never going to have any quality of life. Like It's a sad thing to talk about, but I think it's important either way that it's talked about. And so now, mm. basically, it's gone to the Supreme Court, it's gone to the High Court, it, and it looks like the European Court will now get involved, potentially. But whatever happens, I think it's important that it's been talked about and that there are court cases and precedents, and now there are means for people to look at different avenues mm. if it happens again. So either way, it's, it's paved the way for different decisions, potentially, in the future, which is important.
0: And the parents have been absolutely relentless in pursuing this as mm. well. I mean, why wouldn't you? Mm. Why wouldn't you give your, your child what you think is the best yeah. chance possible? Uh, an incredibly sad story, and um, well, obviously that's just developing as we talk about this right yeah. now. Um, yeah, well, I mean, let's just move on to the next topic completely. Um British Airways, stopping selling tickets for short haul flights from Heathrow. That's the headline here. And look, this is going to outrage a lot of holidaymakers, right? It is not a year for holidays. And it should be because we're post-COVID now. Everyone wants to go away. Yeah. And it has been nothing but a shit show for anybody <laughs> wanting to go away to Europe. I know, but... It's been awful. But I
1: think, I've, not, I think but, I've spoken about this before. Like, this is just... I'm like I'm glad they've done this, to be honest. Like... It's talked about as if, go like, on. no, one can, on. no one can go on holiday anymore. What they've done is they've reduced the daily cap from 100,000 passengers a day, to uh, from 104,000 a day to 100,000 a day. That
0: so matters that, to those 4,000 people. Of course people. it does. Like, if but you were among those 4,000 people... Well, how would you ever know? Well, you... Well, yeah, you
1: wouldn't. (laughs) No, so that's
0: that's
1: not good. I'm not. not, Yeah, I'm not. People missing out. I know. But the problem is, what I would rather see happen is that 100,000 people are allowed to go on holiday, and they don't have two-hour waits, and they can get their baggage at the other time. Well, the reality is, if they scale back their all of their operations because, quite frankly, they don't have the staff or the operations or the tactics at the moment Mm. to deal with it, then the people that are actually paying a lot of money at the moment because everything is inflated in price actually gets the service that they're paying for. Wouldn't it
0: upset you, though, if you saw an empty seat next to you on the plane? But that won't happen. Because the thing is, I remember I used to work in a restaurant, right, and we used to, one particular night, we were very short-staffed, everybody called in sick, and it was a night when we just went, we'll accept what we can handle, give good service to those that we can handle and the rest of them can jog on. It's so people are coming in and seeing a, you know, a half empty restaurant and going, yeah. why can't you fit us in? We said, well, we want to give you good service. Yeah, but I don't know where I sit on that. As a customer, you would not be very happy. Understandable, you're not going to be very happy. But
1: no one's walking up and down the tarmac looking in the windows of an aeroplane going, oh, there's loads of seats in there. I just <laughs> mean,
0: what if your mate couldn't get on?
1: Honestly.
0: <laughs> I, I just think it's just, it's just another thing that like takes away one of the joys,
1: know, few joys like, that you have when you're living in
0: Britain and the weather's crap. I mean, it's been all right this year. But, you know, when the weather's rubbish and you want to go away somewhere and you can't because. I know.
1: But as I said, because everybody's paying so much at the moment, Like for to pay like in some cases double the normal amount and then get half the service that you would have before because Mm. they want they're greedy and they want to accept all passengers at all times. I, yeah, I don't think I agree with that. I understand from that. a business perspective, but at the same time, I, it just annoys me. I
0: mean, world. if there is anybody listening in the UK? I, d- I doubt they're among our five listeners, but, but you never There's
1: 4,000 people a day that can't go anywhere else. So they well, say,
0: they should be listening to us. <laughs> I, I will say that it's a very similar situation over here. Like, everywhere yeah. is short-staffed. Yeah. Everywhere you go, is crying out for workers. Yeah. It's the same everywhere. I mean, that's not to say you shouldn't come to Perth, however, because it's brilliant weather. And, well, not today.
1: But, not you know, not, not the last It will be week by west. the time
0: you get here. <laughs>
1: been so, monsoonal the last few
0: days <laughs> we don't tell that to people back okay home. so no we tell them it's lovely weather. It's lovely every day around.
1: 40 it's degrees nice. every day
0: so this cap's going to be in place until september hmm. um well yeah we'll see how it plays out from there i don't know if they'll have any more staff by then to be honest i think it might just become a thing who knows but uh, hopefully things pick up because uh, people very much look forward to a break especially around christmas um However, it's not been bad weather in the UK, so they can't really win too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because I'm just looking at the weather right now in Birmingham, and it's been 26 degrees this yeah, week. That's still pretty good. That's all yeah, right, isn't it? That's a quite nice, that. comfortable summer weather that yes. I'd take that in our So this is obviously Birmingham where the Commonwealth Games are being held. Um, well, yeah, it's not good for them, isn't it? That's not heat stroke, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for anybody that isn't watching, basically, we've we just got a little bit of vision here or I'm sorry, a, a picture of uh, the one of the bad crashes that happened at the velodrome and Sorry to throw a spanner in your in your segue, but the velodrome's actually in London. So. All
0: right, sh- <laughs> oh, no. still
1: one <laughs> no. Yeah, still it's probably twenty five or twenty seven. Still, usually warm. one degree different. But anyway, um, yeah. So this is one of the big crashes. There's actually two very serious crashes that happened at Commonwealth Games this week, and um, but this one's horrific. This is uh, Matthew Walls who ended up having to go to hospital. It was launched into the crowd basically, and a little kid had to go to hospital as well and just chaos everywhere they had to suspend like
0: this is a horrible sport to watch it's very anxiety inducing juicy yeah this one, i know because they go so fast i mean i know how fast they come down the bike paths on but when you're going down west coast highway and mm. i get terrified of that i mean these are next level you would not want to pass them on west coast highway <laughs> they go bloody quick and uh, yeah when somebody falls off it's just awful god it makes your heart stop it's Horrible to watch, but they are so bloody quick on those things.
1: But I guess so. This is actually a sport where England have had some success. Laura Kenny, who's one of our most successful athletes of all time, she's won another gold, so that's great. Mm. Um, but obviously, Australia's had a lot of success. Obviously, there's a big rivalry. We're coming out quite badly on that rivalry at the moment. They're about 11 gold medals ahead of us, I think. Nearly, I think, something 15 medals ahead of us as we speak. Do you
0: just Follow my advice on every one of these things, right? I support Australians in the swimming on everything. Oh, wow,
1: okay, so that's the important thing. So, as we we're record... We've done all
0: right, actually, though. We've done all right. Go Adam on, Petey, on,
1: Adam Petey got gold yeah. this morning overnight. Um, but, um, so tonight, as, we, as we're recording, um, is the last swimming... So that's
0: it then. In theory, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Only thing now, when you're winning, that's when the Aussies are always <laughs> Commonwealth Games not bothered by now that. Now we
1: catch up and we take over, and we, it's
0: funny, isn't it? I don't all, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to regret off,
1: saying that because we're, we're
0: in a room. We've got some Aussies in the room, right? But I'm going to say it, right? <laughs> Aussie is the only thing when they're winning when it comes to these things, right? When it's a swimming, oh, we all love it. We all love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, all down for the Commonwealth Games. Once that's over and they start to lose at track and field and things like that, it's oh, no, not bothered watching that. <laughs> Same in the World Cup. Don't watch the World Cup once Australia's out. It's the thing. I'm just saying. Anyway, we probably won't be welcome back next week. No, I well, know now that you've
1: upset. No, most I'm going to lose my citizenship
0: and get <laughs> deported after that. But um, look, if you're still listening or watching, make sure you like and subscribe. And hopefully, we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Aussie POMCAST is brought to you by The West Australian and Perth Now. Hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bonjolo.
1: You can find other podcasts produced by Seven West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts.